Hey everybody, Kevin Sylvester here, along with PGA Pro Jeff Meadis. This is the first of a new series here of TD Green Podcast, TD Green Academy, where, yes, through conversation, uh, we are going to make you a better golfer with some tips from uh, PGA Professionals. So I want to have our own in-house PGA Professional, Jeff Meadis, start us off here. All right, Jeff, uh, for those of us here in the Northeast, uh, where we are based, um, we are itching to golf. Many people travel uh, for a golf vacation, but that hasn't happened for most due to the pandemic uh, this year, although I do have one round in um, when, when I was on assignment. Um, but so, so that's likely not happening uh, for many people. And we're at February now. And, you know, listen, in March, typically we can get out on golf courses here uh, in Buffalo. Last year we certainly did. Uh, we got out on golf courses. So it's right around the corner. Now, what should people have been doing or what can they start doing to prepare themselves uh, to return to the golf course this spring? Well, first of all, I think it's the most exciting time of year, you know, because you know spring's coming and it feels like it's just around the corner. So I was always keyed up to start getting, getting loose. One of the things, first of all, you got to get your body ready, right? Um, you know, swinging a golf club, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. It is a difficult, you're swinging a club around your body at a hundred miles an hour and you have to stop it within, you know, six, eight, 10 feet. So that, that takes some, some doing. So I like to see people get stretched out, hit a few balls here and there. You don't want to spend too, too much time hitting balls just yet. I'd like to get your body moving. Things like squats, lunges with some kind of rotation, um, anything where you got some rotational, what we call functional movement. So your body's moving like a golf swing would move. You know, it's good to get stronger, but you want to get stronger in your, your golf muscles. And then I also want to start trying to create a little speed. You know, you've been, you've been dormant for a while. You want to start to ramp it up. You want to do it slowly. So, you don't, you know, I, I learned the hard way. I jumped into it the other day, made a few swings. It wasn't good for the back. I tell you that trying to rip it, but um, you want to start off slowly and start learning to create speed again. Okay. The other thing I highly recommend is, you know, the, the old Jack Nicholas saw, he would see his, his coach, Jack Grout every spring. And what would they do? They'd go over fundamentals, your grip, your posture, your alignment, your ball position, little things like that. You know, that's a, that's the base of your golf swing. So if one of those is off key or a little bit askew throughout the year, you're going to be adapting to that and that affects your golf swing and don't, don't take this the wrong way, but don't have your golf buddies tell you what's going on in your golf swing. <laughs> I, 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 we, I had a laugh with a fellow PGA pro the other day. We were at the dome and watching Buddies teach buddies, and they're telling them just something that couldn't be more incorrect. <laughs> um, and everybody wants to help out, but there's, there's, you have to have an eye for it. And, you know, there's, there's, there's a science to it. And uh, so that's a bad thing. And then check your equipment. So the three things I like to do is, you know, get the body loose, check my fundamentals, and then check my equipment. Was there a gap in my game last year? You know, it's been a while. Was there a shot I couldn't hit? It was 210 yards a very difficult shot for me because – I had a club that went too far or a club that went too short, or should I put another wedge in? These are the conversations you meet with a PGA pro that you want to have. You know, I always, the scoring's within a hundred yards of the green, or as you get closer to the green is where you score. Obviously we all want to hit it far because it gets you closer to the hole. And that's the number one factor, but getting up and down and, and hitting competent, confident wedges into greens makes a big difference for anybody's game, chipping and pitching the ball well. So, and that can be an equipment thing. If you just bought a wedge off the rack or you have a couple wedges that you got at, you know, golf tournaments, that, that may not be a complimentary set. You know, you talk about complimentary football. Well, you want to have a complimentary set. 
So take a look at those, your bounce angles, your lie angles, little things like that make a big difference in the game. And even if you're not trying to be great, you just want to have fun, having getting those things ready makes golf a lot more fun. There's nothing worse than going out the first couple of weeks through the year. I've done it, carry my bag, play 18, and I'm sore for three days, you know, and, and then my equipment, I, I never, I never really looked into it. And all of a sudden I halfway through the season and I'm not going to change my set. So those are the things I like to have people do preseason and watch and listen to you on the, on the golf network and just get ready and get psyched for some golf. <laughs> yeah. It, it, uh, being out there calling golf shots for PGA tour radio, uh, From Hawaii. Course. what's that? From Hawaii in California, that was okay. Yeah, it was it was okay. Um, <laughs> the, the rash is there. It's not an inch anymore. It's a rash. I can't wait to <laughs> I play. Understand uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, it, it, I want to um, touch on something you said there about mm -hmm. equipment um, mm -hmm. and in the bag and going through your bag. One of the things that uh, I do um, after every round, and it's more of a mental note that I'm able uh, to remember this is I go through the round, I'm like, okay, I, I hit uh, driver seven iron on this hole. Okay, that was a uh, shorter old driver wedge. Now I go through, I'm like, okay, how many times did I hit my seven iron in a round? How many times did I hit, uh, you know, so-and-so? And I try to go through the golf course and remember, okay, on this hole, you know what, I need to have a four iron for my second shot. But I found that the club I hit the least was my six iron. Mm -hmm. um, the least uh, where I play, I play at Lancaster. Country club, and I found that uh, interesting. So, if I make a change to my bag, like say I want to put a five wood in, uh, for mm -hmm. example, to go along, you know, to add something else there, uh, you know, most people take a wedge out, but I'm thinking, you know, I would probably take the six iron out because it's the one that I hit the least. Although it's probably a club I probably should hit more because it's more versatile. But um, the, the point being, Jeff. When you're playing this year, or even if you've got the time now to go through and you think about where you play your golf the most, go through your typical round, um, and, and not what you know your perfect shots, but what your typical shots are, your typical rounds. What do you, where do you normally end up on a hole? What do you normally hit uh, into a green? And really go through and find out which club or clubs that you use the least, and which clubs do you wish you had. You know, you talk about wedges, like I carry four wedges and some people only carry two. I, I think they should re really reconsider the amount of wedges they carry and maybe reduce the number of woods or long irons uh, that they carry in their bag because of the infrequency that they use them. You know, that's a, that's a good point, Kevin. Um, I, I remember Lonnie Nielsen, one of the greatest PGA professionals in our area, one of the best players in the country, recently passed and he had played in, a, in an opener PGA championship. I forget what it was. And. I was chatting with him and he pulled out a seven iron because he wasn't going to hit a lot of seven irons wherever this U.S. Open was and put a, you know, a two iron or a hybrid or whatever it was in his bag. That's a good point. Um, when you, what we like to call it is gap fitting. Okay. So if, where are the gaps in your game? So I would, I would say to you, maybe you don't pull your six iron out, but you find a, find out where your gap is. And maybe you hit your six iron less because there's less of a gap between your five and your six or your six and your seven. So that may be a club that, you know, and because you don't hit that shot much, that might be a thing you could do. You could go five iron, hybrid, five iron, seven iron. And the other thing to remember also is, I mean, that's why you see a PJ Pro or you hit off one of those launch monitors, you know, because you find out what your stock yardage is and it's not with roll. <laughs> it's always carry. And, and you see where your gaps are and you don't want to have too big a gap. 
because Kev, you're going to play some holes. They'll be downwind one day. They'll be into the wind the next day. So those those clubs may change day to day, and you don't want to have a big gap in there. Um, but I I love to I love to see people you know have that done properly. You um, you play a lot, so you probably know where those those gaps are. Get rid of the gaps as much as possible. Find clubs that fill those gaps for you. Um, and you know you remember um, the clubs that are the most important, in my opinion, the driver. You know, if you're fit with a driver, it's a big advantage. If you just grabbed a driver off the rack, you know, it's it may or may not fit you. You're, you're probably not optimizing your ball flight a million. And then wedges and putter. You know, putters are very independent. But the wedge game, as we talked about before, it would be um, an area to look. The the yard, uh, the lofts on clubs are so different nowadays. When I first started playing golf, I had Hogan Apex irons. My pitching wedge was 51 degrees. My current pitching wedge is 43 degrees. Hmm. Uh, now the ball's changed, um, and it's a different, you know, it's different, and it's still, you know, uh, but I hit it further than I did then. So four degrees to five degrees is about what you want between most of your clubs uh, with your wedges and your irons. Um, so even if you know those, that can help you get about the right area. You can take them to a club fitter, and they'll measure up all your loss and lies for you. Um, and, and see if you're in that gap and then try to find out where you don't, there's a yardage you don't hit and find a club that fits in that yardage for you. You know, and, and that's a great point because um, what we talk about a lot on the tour in mm -hmm. broadcasts is cover numbers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we get the yardage book and the players know what their cover number is. And what that means is, okay, if there's a bunker in front and the whole location's five paces you know, uh, off the edge of that green above that bunker, they yep. know what the cover number is. That's what they're, that's what they're marking off. They're not right. flying it to the – rarely do they ever play the yardage to the flagstick. They play cover number and back of the green. Okay, right. so they know, okay, well, it's 157 yards to cover the bunker, and I've got 170 to the back of the green. So they're looking to hit a shot between 157 and 170. That's what right. they need. And most often, they'll, they'll say, okay, if it's 157, I want it at 158, 159. Boom, right. depending on where the whole location is. Most people watching this, most amateurs that listen to our show, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess 85% don't know their cover numbers. I would agree with you. And, and what happens, here's a simple way to do it, too. If you wanted to do it, if you had a simulator, you hit – you pick a number of shots with each club. It's a, a four iron or a six, say you're six iron. You hit 20 of them. Take the median, right? Mm -hmm. Don't take the average, take the median. The one, you know, there's going to be a, a cluster, you know, you'll have longer ones and shorter ones and it all carry. And then pick that, the, you'll find that cluster and then kind of chart those, you know, take all your clubs and go through and see where those, those three in the center of those 20 shots you hit with that club end up. And that's a really good starting point for you to know what your cover number is. And that's also a really good starting point for you to know where the gap might be in your, in your set makeup. And like you said, a lot of times it's going to be on the wedge end of things. So when uh, someone goes to the dome, if they're just going to go to the dome for the first time or they're mm -hmm. going to go to a simulator now to, you know, get there, assuming they've stretched and are, yep. and are working out. Uh, warmed up. Yeah. yeah, warmed up, all those things. What should they focus on when, when they're in it? Because, yeah, obviously ball flight might be, you know, you're on the top deck of the dome, like right. you're not going to see your, your ball flight. You're going to be hitting the hitting hefty bag, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. What should they focus on? 
you know, early in the season, I'm focusing on, you know, uh, making a nice turn, trying to finish in balance. Uh, I'm worried about centeredness of contact. Um, and, you know, just really kind of getting a feel for my body. I'm also out there going to try to hit different shots. So I, when I walk through the dome, I see everybody hitting a six iron into the back of the wall, six iron into the back wall. You know, I'm going to be trying to bunt, chip a seven iron into the corner as close to the wall as I can, you know, games with it. Instead of just hitting shots, try to play games with your clubs, you know, take a, take a different club and hit it lower or have a, get a buddy there who can hit it closest to that line. Something instead of just the rope repetition of slamming balls off a mat into a wall 110 yards away. Anything like that will help you start getting ready for golf. Because as you know, how many shots are when you play golf and when you watch tour players play are, oh, I got 150 yards, a perfectly level lie. It's, it's never like that. And, um, and that's, that's more, that's simulating playing golf more. So I think you would start off. And anytime you can create some competition for yourself while you're in the dome, that would be good for you too, instead of just uh, having your buddy check out your swing. You know, if you've got something to work on in your swing, what I see is I always give uh, students drills. So they, um, you know, perfect practice makes perfect. And we're trying to give you a, a feel for what you're trying to do. And they'll do three drill swings in 25, right? You know, do 50 drill swings, you know, put that bucket down. I got a small bucket. This whole bucket is the drill I'm supposed to do to, to change this. And the last six or seven balls make some swings and boom. That's a good practice session. Just getting out there and hitting shots into the wall, that's, that's not your best practice session. So use the time efficiently. Think, what, what would a good player be doing here? Um, what would a tour player be doing here? Um, and why, that's why they're better often, because of how they approach the game and how they prepare before a round. And some, you know, and, you know, if they serve beer, you know, if that's what you're yeah. doing around a golf, maybe you need to get those reps in. Too. <laughs> right, that loosens everybody up. Yeah, especially the lips. Yeah, <laughs> do, do that responsibly. Um, yeah. it, it, as far as uh, specific golf exercises, you know, mm -hmm. I, I would simply say like there's enough. Uh, just Google it on oh, YouTube. Yeah. If you don't know a trainer or TPI certified uh, golf trainer, um, you can Google some golf exercises. We're talking rotational functional exercises. Um, functional's key. Functional's, functional's key. key. And Kev, TPI is something called Titleist Performance Institute for people who don't know. And it's been around for 10, 15 years. And they, all they do is study the, the dynamics of human motion in the golf swing and the, and the physical therapy end of it and the physical fitness end of it. And it's outstanding. As you would know, is there any tour player who doesn't follow some sort of TPI routine? Very, very few. Uh, the yeah. most interesting man in the world, maybe? <laughs> no, he's got all those stretches. No, Does he? <laughs> I, I don't want to, uh, I, you know, I exercise, but I, I, you know, I may not look like the most fit guy in the world. Um, they all, they all have to do something. I mean, just for yeah. what they put their body through, um, yeah. not just the swinging, but the six mile walk every day. I mean, yep. um, they all do something. There's no doubt about it. You can't make a living playing golf without um, having your body um, to go. Most guys right. have physios, right? Remember, right. Uh, Russell Knox, we're, we're uh, around the, uh, it was after the round at the hotel bar in Bermuda. Listen to me. But, <laughs> and said, somebody said something about Buffalo where I was looking for a Bills game. It was a Sunday. It was after the round. And he's like, yeah, you're from Buffalo. My physio's from Buffalo. Like they all have trainers yep. and, you know, people they work with that, that come out with them on tour. The tour has uh, a physio on call, you know, mm -hmm. during rounds. Um, and, they bring up Kepka. Remember Kepka getting stretched out before he yep. 
took the time off. So yeah, they, they all have somebody. And if you're interested in that, it's TPI. There's several local golf professionals who are certified in it. There's multiple levels of certification and there's multiple veins you can go in to be a certified TPI guy. And little things like, you know, your hip might not be right and you might not know it. And they can give you a simple motion, a simple exercise, a simple functional motion that'll make you a better player because you can turn, you can release your body, you can stay in balance. Little things like that that you may be compensating for in your swing that you don't know. And yeah, they even have, you can get a handicap for TPI. And I don't want to tell you what mine is now, but it used to be pretty good. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it is interesting stuff. And the more you learn about it, the more you understand the golf swing also. So the more you understand how your body works, it helps you understand the golf swing and your golf swing. Because Kev, your golf swing is going to be different than mine, than Russell Knox's, than all those guys. And like one of the most important things you can learn is to swing the other way. So if you're a right-handed golfer, that's a ton of repetition in that one direction, like a baseball player, right? You make a million, you're, there's an imbalance there in your body. So make sure, you know, in, in your warmups or after your rounds, if you're a right-handed golfer, make 20, 30, 50 left-handed swings just to get the muscles going in the other direction too. That is a great tip. That's one I got several years ago when I was having back issues Knock on wood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was, that was one of the exercises uh, the um, rehab had me doing, was swinging the other way. And it's amazing uh, how much better I felt, like, in a week just doing oh, yeah. that. Um, Take a trip to the chiropractor is what it'll do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. All right, hey, Jeff, if uh, somebody uh, out there listening is, you know what, I need to really get my swing evaluated and what I'm doing wrong with a lesson. Mm -hmm. um, this, is, this is how PGA professionals – uh, a way they make their living. Uh, and if they're interested in getting a lesson from you, how can they contact you? Yeah, contact me on Twitter at Metus, M-I-E-T-U-S-P-G-A. Real simple. We'll get together. Um, you know, you don't always need a series of 10 lessons. Sometimes you need one lesson and just get you on the right track and get you going. So, um, and we can check your, I can check your equipment for you, some TPI stuff. If there's some physical limitations there, there's things we can do. All those things can be solved and it does make the game a lot more fun when you kind of feel like you're at least on the right path. All right. Great to have Jeff with us here. Of course, uh, you're going to be hearing a lot from Jeff. Uh, I mean, we start our show uh, live on WGR March 6th when we return on the radio for our weekly edition of the TD Green Radio Show. Until then, hope you enjoyed uh, this first edition of the TD Green Academy podcast.